Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Ugh. It gets my day going. It makes me laugh. I love it. Mac and Schmitty in the morning on Star 105.7. Good morning, Schmitty. Hey, good morning. Welcome into a Friday before a holiday weekend. Ooh, 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 that feels good. I know. And a lot of you, if not most of you, are already getting some of that pre-gaming on the sleep-in game going because I'm not sure anybody is at school today. I think pretty much every West Michigan district headed off for kind of that extended weekend. And what... A day to have off. Everybody who has been complaining about the pumpkin spice latte people and the grab your sweaters people, uh, it could feel like almost 90 out there today. So pretty good chance you'll be getting out the sprinklers or doing something with the kids in the shade because it's going to feel real hot today. And a couple of things about that. It's going to, the stickiness is going to be here. We're going to be pretty humid today too as we see kind of cloudy-ish skies As is Michigan. Michigan. If it wasn't for the humidity, it'd be really nice though. No, but at the same time, you said you got to find some place cool because also the Lakeshore, not exactly going to be the greatest place to be too. Red flags flying today. They're saying probably not the day to go swimming. Yeah. Movies, music, and all the gossip in one place. It's the Celebrity Scoop on Star 105.7. We'll start out this morning with another Kanye tirade that has nothing to do with his clothes and everything to do once again with his co-parent Kim Kardashian. In the latest posts, the rapper revealed a porn addiction is what destroyed his family. Said Kim gets to make all of the choices on their kids' schooling because she is quote-unquote half-white and then saluted fellow Kardashian kid donors is the way I will put it. This is quite the rant that some has been deleted and some is still up. He starts by saying he's very upset that his kids are going to some big private school outside of Calabasas when they should be going to Danda Academy. He insists that Kim gets to make those choices because she is half white. He even shared screenshots where Kim is texting him going, can you please stop? Kanye replies, we need to talk in person. You don't have a say of where my kids go to school. Why do you get to say that? Because you're half white? He even takes a screenshot where you can see Kim about to respond back. He then calls Kris Jenner into the entire equation. In another screenshot, Kim asks him to please leave her mom out of it, saying, Kris is almost 67. She doesn't always feel great. This stresses her out to no end. Please don't make this a public thing. It does not matter. Kanye continued with this into the early hours of this morning. He calls out the other baby daddies in the family. It's pretty unhinged. Yeah, I was going to say, so you're essentially telling me Kanye's not doing well because this is a lot. It's a a return to a lot of what we had seen earlier this year. You can tell Kim is very, very upset about this because she's always said, someday our kids will be able to see this stuff and I don't want them to not have a relationship with you. It's pretty bad. 
Ooh, this one is awful. Comedians Tiffany Haddish and Aries Spears have been allegedly grooming a 14-year-old girl and 7-year-old brother, coercing them to film explicit skits according to a new lawsuit. The comedians are being sued by two siblings that go by Jane Doe and John Doe who claim they have been traumatized for life as a result of allegedly being groomed when they were kids. The boy even claims to have been molested by both defendants. Now, Tiffany's lawyer is saying this is nothing but a shakedown years in the making. Apparently, uh, the attorneys say that this other woman involved has been trying to get money out of her for years, that these are absolutely false allegations. According to the lawsuit, they filmed this for a funny or die skit. If you are familiar with the online website, now, as of yesterday night, Funny or Die came out with an official statement saying they have had no involvement in creating the video, saying they call it absolutely disgusting and would never produce such content. Apparently, this was put up on the site back in 2018. According to producers on the site, as soon as it was uploaded, they were made aware of it and removed it entirely. This is some really, really rough allegation. It is. And the part that I guess confuses me is if... Tiffany Haddish, Haddish and the other person thought they were doing something wrong. Would they have uploaded a video of it to Funny or Die? Which is all, you know, just the stuff that is is factually known. Right. Um, when you see the title of the video, it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Uh, Britney Spears clapping back at her son, Jaden. Now, remember, I told you this big 60 Minutes Australia with Kevin Federline and at least one of the boys was going to be premiering on Sunday night. But in an explosive new ITV interview, Jaden admits it's going to take a lot of time and effort to repair his relationship with his mother, saying, I just want her to get better mentally. When she gets better, I really want to see her again. Oh boy! Overnight, Brittany had some things to say about that. Posting on her Instagram in a five-slide tirade, saying she has tried her best to be the best person that she could possibly be. Saying basically being held hostage in homes under nurses and BS. I hope my kids one day understand my reasoning of playing in the water and revealing myself as any woman would being held under supervision with this conservatorship. She says, my love for my children has no boundaries and it deeply saddens me to know that this outcry of saying I wasn't up to his expectations of a mother is really, really damaging. She goes on to say, I completely understand your need to live with your dad. I had to play the perfect role for 15 years for absolutely nothing. She talks about carrying four major tours, judging on the X Factor, saying I did it all for my boys. Then she calls out K-Fed going, it's really horrible to see your dad be such a hypocrite, saying the media is horrible, yet he has you talking about personal matters for them. If you could pause for a second, just remember where you came from, saying, I've always wanted to fix things and I want to be your mom. It's just messed up that there's another family member that's now involved that wasn't before. And it's the ones that you really didn't want to be, the kids. Yeah. I mean, you you do. I agree with Brittany that I wish K-Fed wouldn't have ever allowed this avenue to come forward. Like, hey, we're going to keep personal stuff personal, despite how you feel. Yeah, I paraphrased a lot of that, too, if you want to see it, WestMichiganStar.com. Finally, Miley Cyrus and dad Billy Ray allegedly no longer on speaking terms in the wake 
of what is looking like it could end up being a little bit of a nasty divorce between Billy Ray and his estranged wife, Tish. The Sun is reporting the pair had some massive blowout fight and things have escalated to a point where they have completely cut off communication with each other. That includes unfollowing each other on Instagram. Now, sources close to family members say they're really hoping that the two can work things out because things are just feeling very, very unpeaceful right now. You know, uh, the Miley Tish, or excuse me, the Billy Ray Cyrus Tish thing, I mean, kind of came out of Love Field in just that they had been together for so long. Yeah, this source adds that there were words exchanged over exactly what happened to end that marriage, and that is why Miley is so upset. Uh, All of your celeb scoop, WestMichiganStar.com. Hey, it's Mac and Schmitty, failing his parents and talking about it. Weekday mornings at 6. Star 105.7. Good morning to you. It's Mac and Schmitty. Happy Friday. We roll it into a holiday weekend. I am excited, Schmitty. I am going to uh, see some family over the weekend. I'm going to head up to my dad's. Uh, so is my brother and his family, my sister and her kids. Everybody's going to be up there. Mm-hmm. So excited, but I'm probably going to have to have a tough combo with my dad because his Facebook, he just gotten a little bit out of hand. Ah, uh, the parents on the Facebook. I Okay, so... My father is a 75-year-old Army vet who did not discover Facebook until he was probably, I don't know, 72 years old. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there was when I think he actually finally took the plunge. And over I the, think that's the only age group still joining Facebook. Right, just about. It feels <laughs> that way sometimes because he, um, he, he actually broke a bone in his back way back uh, in, in 2021. And so he's kind of been laid up for over a year yeah. now with uh, a back brace on and hasn't been able to be as active. So... You know, I I applaud him having an outlet on Facebook, despite how cringy it can make me feel it sometimes, because he's like a person who's learning everything for the first time and then can't help their excitement. But like in front of an entire online community. Exactly. So <laughs> at first it was something like the evolution of a 75-year-old or a person in their 70s on Facebook is quite amazing to just witness. It's like a butterfly coming out of their cocoon here because... What does he do? Di- he, well, he started off by just the simple things. Wishing people happy birthday. On their wall or on his wall? Because that's my most favorite thing. <laughs> happy birthday, so-and-so, and it's on your wall. He was able to do it. Uh, sometimes he would just I write it as a, as a status update, and he would just yep. say the person's name. He also, you know, uh, hasn't been on writing on any sort of public forum in so long that there was a period in time where every word had to have a capital letter in the front of it, like he was writing out the title of his own story in every single okay. post that felt on there. And then it started with the pictures. And it was like, at first, it was sharing pictures that his kids and his friends and other people had shared. And then it was digging up his own pictures from the past in old Polaroids and sharing them. And that's awesome if you do it at the right quantity. But he was doing it like 14 times a day and just putting it out there. I'm like, Dad, you can do it all as one post where you just do them all oh, instead like of... Like make an album. Instead of just putting out post after post after post with the depiction and then a slightly different picture with a new caption going up 10 minutes later. Right. Dad, you can put them all together. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. Then it became him sharing pages and all of a sudden he was discovering different groups and things out there that would uh, you know enable him to reach all of the different hobbies that he has from reading good housekeeping for the last 30 years I swear and the next thing I start seeing posts about gardening and your bird feeders and yeah. everything left in the sun my dad has now moved on to stories he had never posted a single story up until this point three days ago he currently has 14 stories 
up on his post. To right be now. fair, that does help your algorithm. That's a very good thing to <laughs> and that's, do. That's totally where my seventy-five-year-old father. For those is at. of He's us that are trying that Zuckerberg's to figure out that algorithm. dang social media, but they're all non—they're they're like almost nonsensical because uh, they—they they just randomly go from pictures that other people shared. He's got some first day of school pictures up there from my sister's kids, which is awesome. And then he has just ones where he figured out how do you just write captions oh, on sweet. them and post them up by himself. Uh, they're sort of the, my first strawberry and rhubarb pie made early morning with my first NCO. I wouldn't have known what this was except for he put up four or five stories later a picture of his mom and a rhubarb pie. I can only assume his non-commissioned officer, which is what NCO stands for, he's referring to his own mother there, which zero people that. but me do. I think that's amazing. I just don't know where this leads next. Is it reels? Am I going to have a father who's posting reels like crazy? It's so my parents have learned Snapchat. That's hysterical um, to me. That's because we have level. we have a giant family group, and they figured out this was the best way to see the grandkids. We're sending videos all the time and yeah. pictures that we're not necessarily texting or anything, and. My dad's, uh, he's all right. He'll check his Snapchat once every two to three weeks, maybe monthly. So you can tell because he'll just send you a long list of different conversations responding to each one that he's missed for a month. But my mom has discovered avatars on Snapchat. So Uh, designing her avatar was amazing. And the funniest thing that she does is if she sees a picture that she really loves that we've sent, she'll screenshot it because she knows how to screenshot, but she doesn't know how to crop. So when you go to my parents' house, there will literally be pictures in frames that have like the entire top bar of my phone, like Verizon, twenty-seven percent battery, yeah, and but you were this is how many bars signal. for internet. Like it's so cute, and I had to be like, "Mom, you can actually crop, and then it's just the picture." And she's like, "Oh, wow!" Because the four by sixes were very challenging with the way that that vertical width of your phone was. I'm like, "Yeah, mom, here we go." So they're doing great. They're doing really, really well at it. And she's just so proud of herself. She loves Snapchat. Dear Lord of my brain that my father does not find the uh, the filters that you can put on your camera to oh, put yeah, all those she goofy those. faces on yourself, too, because loves them. I'll see those posts at nauseam. Actually, now I know that I'll probably see them show up as about 47 stories over the course of he's 24 hours. He's got a very hours. niche. I bet he has a better Facebook than both of us in just a few couple weeks. I mean, he's, like you know, he's, like you said, the algorithm's out there for him. He's, he's the definitely trying to hit and it. and being retired officer, somehow that is going to, you're going to be making money on there in no time, man. I just wonder where it goes next. That's all I'm saying. I don't know where he can possibly take this that is a good thing for him. Gotta ride the ride, man. Ride the ride. (laughs) Sit back and let him leave that legacy online. Mm -hmm. I like it. Sometimes I get a good feeling. Yeah. All right, Schmitty, this one's about three Utes out taking a cruise over in Livonia. I don't know what they were doing. They're teenagers, probably TikToking. Snapchat and their friends. I don't know, Schmitty. I'm not I'm not young and cool anymore, but these kids are, all right? Because according to the Livonia mayor's office, Ethan Morsh, Chase Adams, and Colin Anderson, who all attend Churchill High School over there in uh, Livonia, they're just driving down the road, and all of a sudden, they happen to see smoke coming out of a garage. Did it roll on by? They didn't think like, hey, that neighbor's having a party. No. They went ahead and called 911 immediately, but then they heard shouts from inside of the house. Kind of a scary scene. You can actually hear people shouting on this ring doorbell video that captured this whole scene from across the street of this burning home. 
Yeah, in the distance, you can hear the uh, rescuers, the rescue teams on the way. Well, meanwhile, these kids weren't waiting. They actually uh, had two of the teens finding a sliding glass door that was unlocked, made their way inside to help while the other teen waited for those first responders to tell them that there were people inside of the home. Both the teens were able to bring two people out each safely, according to the mayor's office, some elderly folks who had lived in the home. And the mayor's office also saying, uh, as well as the Livonia Fire and Rescue Chief, Robert Jennison, saying, we couldn't be more proud of these young men who remained calm, did the right thing, and were directly responsible for saving lives of their neighbors. They could have just drove by, but instead they decided to take action and stop this incident from becoming a tragedy resulting in loss of life. The teens uh, and residents, everybody checked out, medically evaluated on the scene, and everybody is okay, all because of the quick actions of these guys driving down the road. Wow. It was an incredible visit yesterday when 14 U.S. Navy sailors assigned to the USS Gerald R. Ford CVN-78 made a stop in Grand Rapids. It started out yesterday morning at the late President Ford's tomb outside of the Gerald R. Ford Presidential Museum. There was a wreath laying. This is the very first crew to be deployed on the USS Gerald R. Ford, which is the first in that new Ford class of aircraft carrier. And it's a very big deal they were here because they got to learn a lot about the president. This is Sailor Esteban Reyes talking about how important this was for them. It's great to learn about our ship's namesake and our history. It just gives us more pride when we're working every day, man, in the rails. Just knowing what I'm fighting for behind me, uh, all the personnel on the ship and all the history behind it, it just makes me more proud of doing what I'm doing. Very proud. They then spent time yesterday afternoon with veterans that are receiving care at Mary Freebed. Air Force veteran Philip Avery, who is now 79, said they were really excited to see the Navy sailors make an appearance. I think it's great for the community, and it's really nice to meet mutuals and thank them for what they're doing. The sailors presented commemorative USS Gerald R. Ford baseball hats and patches to a few of the veteran patients. And what's really cool, there are six visiting sailors that are actually originally from Michigan. So they get to tie this in in a whole new way with their crew members. The sailors aren't done with their tour yet. They will be visiting Albion and also the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor to learn more about the former President Ford as well as meeting some more people that just want to thank them for their service before they are headed back to the ship which is stationed just north of Virginia. That's awesome. I actually was wondering whether or not there was going to be a UM tie and I'm like, take them to the game tomorrow. It's yep. home. We had a couple sailors come in uh, on our new station yesterday morning and it was just really, really incredible to talk to them and see the respect they have to learn about the man that's behind the ship they're working on. It's incredible. Well, respect to those guys for their service. That's an awesome new commission. Hey, it's Mac and Schmitty. On your way to work, school, or someplace you actually want to be? Ride with us each morning starting at 6. Star 105.7. Last night, Schmitty, I was so happy to see some Big Ten football on TV. Right? The football is back, and for a lot of people, I know my friends, my husband, my brothers, that means a lot of the football bets are back, and that oh, includes yeah. fantasy football for a lot of people. So I was scrolling through TikTok, as one does after they finally get their kids to bed last night, and I came across this TikToker. His name is Connor and the Jets, and he lives in Chicago and had to film himself explaining to a waitress why he was going to be sitting in their pancake restaurant for a very, very long time because of a lost 
fantasy football bet. I'm so sorry. I'm going to be here a very long time. I lost my fantasy football league, and my punishment is I have to be here for 24 hours. And the only way I can get time taken off is for every pancake I eat. So, yeah, I, it sounds absurd. So I'm just letting you know I'm going... I just wanted to say I'm sorry. I'm going to be here a while just ordering a ton of pancakes. You're kidding, right? I'm, I How wish I was kidding. I, we're going to find out <laughs> together. We're going to find that out together because I have to sit here for 24 hours. Man, how much time? Do you know how much time you got to take off with each pancake? I'm, I'm just looking curious. in the comments, and a lot of people thought that it was one pancake takes off one hour. Oh, that'd be way too much. N- no, I think it's it's much less than that. Like yeah. I think he's got to eat a certain amount of pancakes for each hour, um, and then he has a bunch of follow up videos where he takes you along on the twenty four hour journey <laughs> and tells you how many pancakes he's eaten. And I just I love doing this topic at the start of football season. The really either wild or embarrassing or unbelievable bet you lost or your buddy lost. We had a guy in our college group, Dave. And I was a, I've been a part of a few different fantasy football leagues. And I can remember when he lost, our loser had to eat at every single Russ's in West Michigan <laughs> in one weekend. So it started, I'm, I'm getting there. It started at seven o'clock in the morning on Saturday or whenever they open. I can't remember if that was when they were still open. <laughs> and you had until like 7 p.m. Sunday night. And there are... 12 different <laughs> Russ's locations awesome. from Grand Rapids to the Lakeshore. And he did it. it. The rule was it had to be at least a decent meal. He couldn't like go to each one and just get like, you know, an appetizer right. or whatever. And to be fair, Russ's is a very affordable place. So it's not like he was breaking the bank on this, no, but he did. He hit every single location by dinner time on Sunday. That's it was absolutely awesome. incredible. He had to take selfies with each waitress so that he could actually prove to us that he had gone to that specific location and they were just dying. That is awesome. That's a great bet right, right Doesn't there. do any harm. No. Doesn't hurt anybody. You get some delicious food. We all threw in money for each stop. <laughs> it was brilliant. That is a really good one. I mean, I have uh, lost some bets that involved me streak eating college, but those were not Ooh. the worst bet I've ever taken. Yeah, I know. I agree. Uh, but I just feel bad for everybody else. That's what I'm saying. I agree. Uh, but the worst bet I ever took was actually just with my older brother. And it was way back when I was actually just in sixth grade. I, I did the shave your head bet for a 4-H game that I thought I was going to score 10 points in. I did not. And my brother actually shaved my head. And I'll never forget it because I got scarred for life. I went into school and the girl that I really, really liked, I went into the gym. She took one look at me and she immediately burst out laughing and ran over to her friends. And I was destroyed, Schmitty. It ruined me. As a dude, though, you just, you rock the Bruce Willis look. That's not terrible. It did not look good on this ginger dome of mine, Schmitty. I got to tell you, it was bad. I get really nervous taking on bets of any kind, so I don't do it a whole lot. The last time I think I had a fantasy, it wasn't even a fantasy bet. I bet with our coworker, Mike, who's over on 104.5 SNX on the Lions-Bears game. And I had to walk around for an entire day in a lion's outfit of his choosing. Oh, nice. So I got a lot of commentary from people at work. And he called me out on the show. And that was probably the last time because I'm way too nervous to lose. I'm a sore loser to begin with. 
And I definitely don't want to lose to someone that I'm very angry to lose to. Man, I do love your bet, though. I think that your bet is pretty fantastic. I'm trying to think of whether or not there's a food bet out there that we should probably get that Michigan-Michigan State game involved in. Russ's was a good one. I'm, that I was, is a pretty we're, good We were pretty one. proud of that. Does that make me crazy? I think so. Stop on a 5.7. I don't think this is crazy. I think it's possibly making me smarter each and every night when I go to sleep. My wife disagrees with me, though. Uh, it's Mac and Schmitty. Am I crazy right now? Sharing those weird things that maybe there's other people out there who do, too. Or maybe it's just you. 616-458-1057. Schmitty, I like to fall asleep to something. Uh, it's, I used to be a person who could fall asleep in, in perfect silence. And then it was the fan. And now it's elevated to something else. I've been falling asleep for the last month or so to TED Talks. Oh. I just put on a oh. TED Talk. So somebody better, smarter, and more educated than you can talk down you to know, you. You know, Schmitty, I'm falling asleep Yuck. to subjects like how we reverse engineer the human brain in the lab. Or the Boltzmann brain paradox, perhaps. Is humanity smart enough to survive itself? And here's the thing. I, I would think that I'm doing this to learn something new. But in reality, it's just because when someone that smart is speaking, I can fall asleep in a matter of say, seconds. You don't actually understand any of it, and you're so bored, you're out. I, I, like I, I <laughs> not really, to trash TED Talks. This, it's just not my cup of tea. This started with me being fascinated by a couple of TED Talks and just sort of naturally drifting off to sleep, and now has elevated to like I have no idea what I listened to the night before whatsoever. And Michelle's my wife's favorite game right now is asking me what the TED Talk was about, and I'll be able to remember. Part of the very beginning, but no names. Nothing past maybe six, seven minutes into it. I'm like, you know, uh, and so they think they can re-engineer the human brain and put it in a computer. But that's where I tuned out right then and, and there. And I get judged for falling asleep to serial killer documentaries that's that are probably saving my life. Nightmare All right. Stuff. It is the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. I lost internet on my computer about an hour and a half ago, and yet I still am trying to load websites. I'm like checking Facebook. I'm trying to check Instagram. My Twitter hasn't updated in over an hour and 45 minutes, and yet I'm still going through all my tabs Wondering why I'm still seeing the same stuff. It's because I don't have any internet on my computer. It's like when you lose power, but you're still going room to room, turning on the light switch. Yep, flipping that bad boy on it's every just, time. It's like a part of your DNA. When you expect something to be there and available to you, you just cannot like not do it. Well, how about when you're sitting there trying to get your page to reload? You're in a place that has no service or something, or a page isn't working, something's broken or down. And you just sit there and hit refresh 174 oh, times in the matter of five minutes I don't to get it back do that. on. Oh, you're I, smart. I give Gosh. it a one and done. And then I'm like, this is God telling me it's time to take a phone <laughs> break, Schmitty. All right. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Catherine from Comstock Park. What makes you think you're a little nuts, Catherine? I prefer to watch movies on VHS. I know that okay. today's technology is a million times clearer, but there's something nostalgic about VHS tapes. The sound of the VCR, the not-so-clear picture, it just reminds me of when I was a kid. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Uh, I mean, but it's not to me. It's not like an album, though. All right, like when you listen to like a, something on vinyl, it's got its own rich sound to it. I, I don't feel like anything is a plus when it comes. I like to the VHS. picture on a VHS. I it mean, is. If she's talking nostalgic, plus 
there also might be a piece of this year where there's a lot of stuff you can still only get on VHS. I don't there's think some I of can, those old school ones. I just never get the tracking just right. I'm always getting that one squiggly line across the whole screen, mm. Schmitty. Am I crazy? Got any good ones? Share them with us on Facebook at West Michigan Star. Hey, it's Mac and Schmitty. For everything happening in West Michigan and beyond, wake up with us each morning starting at 6. Star 105.7. Good morning, Star. Who's this? This is Mike from Kalamazoo. Mike from Kalamazoo. I was going to ask this caller what their f- favorite football team is, but I know what your favorite football team is. But, uh, you know, you're yeah. going to see them play here pretty quick, too, right? I mean, uh, yeah, and the, well, they, they won last night. They were one of the opening games last night. So UCF looked pretty good, winning 56-10. to UCF getting the win last night. So did our Grand Valley Lakers. Good to see. We'll see how Michigan State does tonight and Michigan tomorrow. Mike. You might be and, and, Ferris, and, and Ferris won last night too. Well, and defending Division Two national champions, your Ferris Bulldogs. I can't leave them out. Thank you for that. Uh, but uh, Mike, we could get you these Binder Park Zoo tickets if you can tell me what a hundred women were asked. Name a word that people yell at the TV while watching a football game. Well, there's two I yell at all the time, and uh, one's normally a good thing and one's normally a bad thing. But I'm going to go with the good thing and yell out touchdown. Oh, touchdown is the thing that you want to be yelling out when your team crosses the uh, crosses the goal line. Touchdown, though, Mike, the number three answer somehow. All right. I don't, Not a problem. I don't disagree with you, though. I, uh, I, hope, I hope that your Golden Knights have a decent season. Sounds good. You too. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hi, Star. Who's this? Tyson. Uh, what, Tyson? Yep, Tyson. Tyson, what's uh, what's your favorite football team, man? Who are you rooting for this year? Lions. All right, let's go Lions. They need all the good mojo they can get. Let's see if we can get you hooked up with some Binder Park Zoo tickets here, Tyson. Uh, Mike from Kalamazoo just gave me a great guess, and it was the one I thought most people would go with, too. 100 women were asked, name a word that people yell at the TV while watching a football game, and he said, touchdown, which is, I think, uh, the most common answer in my head, but that wasn't what the 100 women said. Their word was a word that you definitely repeat over and over again, specifically when a player on the Lions perhaps, you know, takes a run, takes a handoff or makes a pass, and then they are headed towards the end zone. That's what they're yelling. What do you think it is, Tyson? Go. 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 Touchdown. That is what you're hoping to hear. Am I wrong? That's correct. <laughs> well, you're correct, Tyson. That's the top answer. Congratulations. You've got four Binder Park Zoo tickets. Awesome. Yeah. Oh. We'll get you over there, and hopefully you'll be uh, shouting go and touchdown as we watch another Lions season. That kicks off, by the way, next weekend as football returns, and I love it. For Battle of the Sex is back with you Tuesday morning at 815 here on Star 105.7. Congrats, Tyson.